It's just gone half past nine. You're still on Night Talk on 702 and Cape Talk with me, Gugs Mshunga. As mentioned, I have two South Africans doing great things this week. You, you would have remembered I mentioned earlier on speaking to the co-founders of uh, Yabasha Energy, two young women in the green economy, clean, renewable energy sector. And they're hanging out with me in studio this evening. If you are in that space or have some questions about that space, um, we have uh, Zindla Khazia Krata as well as her sister uh, Nela Krata in studio. And we take your calls on 021-446-0567 and 011-883-0702. Zindla and Nela, thank you so much for coming in. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. You're both very pretty. That's the first <laughs> thing I noticed. <laughs> thank you. So, okay, the renewable energy space, how do you guys get into it? Um, our father started in, well, he went into the renewable energy space a few years ago, about mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So with um, experience um, in terms of mentorship and his guidance, and then we also after university then decided to go, you know, work in the family business mm-hmm. known as Tassel Solar. Um, and then with, you know, six years in experience in the company business, and then we decided to finally form our own organization. And that's Yabasha. Yabasha, 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 yes. Which means for young people. For young people, the yeah. youth. Uh-huh. Okay, so when do you then, when, in your home then, when does the, the word renewable energy or green economy come up? When is the first time you hear those, those words? I think, um, as my sister mentioned, we started working for our father just after we graduated from university, Uh and that was in 2011, 2012. Mm. Um, So our father had been in the industry for quite some time before that, so we used to hear this term quite regularly, but we didn't really understand what the green economy was, because it was still a very nebulous term that a lot of people use, but didn't really understand what the economy meant. Uh So when we then um, graduated and started working in the family business at Tassel Solar, interning, we then became very well versed within the enterprise development space mm-hmm. and um, more specifically the green economy. We started working on the National Solar Water Heating Program with the Department of Energy and the Department of Human Settlements where we basically um, worked in low-income communities providing solar water heating solutions for um um, communities such as Alexandra, Soweto, we were installing solar water geysers. Mm. And um, because we come from a very entrepreneurial background and family setting, whenever we're around the dinner table, this clean, um, sustainable energy terminology would pop up every single time. Mm-hmm. And we, came, we became very well versed within the green economy space. And in 2016, we decided to form our own company, Yabasha Energy, which mm. we're very excited about. Um, which basically seeks to basically provide um, solutions within the green space Mm -hmm. and provide solutions which um, speak to sustainability, the green economy, green building certification. But we primarily focus on the youth um, because we find that within the green economy, a lot of young people still don't really understand what this economy entails and there's lots of Mm. opportunities within this space. So what we're trying to do as Yabasha is basically provide solutions and opportunities for young people to participate in the space and make it more inclusive. Mm. So, so, I mean, you, and I'm glad you touched on that, the idea that young people, and I guess not mm. just young people generally, I think in society, there's a, um, a very shallow or mm. very narrow understanding of what the green economy 
is. So when we speak about the green economy, what are we actually talking about? I think that's what Usind and I every day, you know, constantly speak about is that how do we simplify this economy, this green economy? How do we how do we put it in layman terms for everyone else to understand, in particular mm. the youth, because it's an industry that's not so inclusive of the youth as well. So for us, it was like, okay, fine. Obviously, you know, everyone thinks energy and then it's so daunting because um, the terms are very complex. They're not, well, the jargon behind it are very, like, you know, difficult to understand. Mm. So that's what the whole thought was behind Yabasha. How do we then simplify, you know, the green space? How do we make it easy mm. for people to understand what it's about? And that's what our duty is, is that, okay, fine, we want to make, you know, the green space inclusive for youth. We want to make it, you know, easy for them to understand. And equally, we, wanna, we want to create, you know, easy green solutions that are viable for their communities as well. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a young person thinking about perhaps the green economy, what are some of the opportunities that exist in that space for me? So um, we like to work on the lean startup methodology Mm -hmm. and um, we work on design thinking principles. So part of that is that we realize that with a lot of the solutions that have been implemented across the continent in Africa, if you look at Kenya, if you look at a lot of um, solutions which have been implemented in East Africa, a lot of these solutions come from companies from abroad. So what we decided to do is we said to ourselves, okay, fine, we understand that we have a lot of young people who live in township communities and rural communities who don't have access to power. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring this power to them and how do we empower them to be at the forefront of, you know, being the ones who are supplying the solutions for their community. So we then decided that, okay, we're going to look at inclusive innovation. So part of inclusive innovation and our strategy is that we go into communities and we look at the pain points and the problems which are faced within these communities. And then what we then do is we take a group of young people from these communities, um, let's say young men and women who are unemployed, And we put them through our program, which is called the Yabasha Energy Cadet Program, Mm -hmm. which is sponsored by the likes of the Department of Human Settlements. And now we're working with BidVest through their company, Voltex, where we basically bring these young people on board. We train them on energy efficiency. We train them on how to become accredited solar installers. And we bring them into our network within the renewable energy space. Mm. Once they've gone through the training program, we then go back into their communities and help them set up um, microgreen franchises or microgreen businesses which speak to energy efficiency, lighting, and we're currently working on a program right now with the Department of Human Settlements where we're basically training these young people to become solar accredited installers mm-hmm. where they'll be installing solar water geysers across different low-income communities in the country. Previously, these opportunities were only um, available to companies who have you know, very good um, networks. But now we're saying that we're trying to challenge that because we understand that youth unemployment is still a huge very, challenge. very, very huge challenge. So how do we then find solutions where these young people can participate in this economy? So our program is very much centered around training, development and entrepreneurship. Okay. So I hear, I heard you touch on uh, the idea of inclusive innovation and you did, uh, or you're doing your master's mm. at uh, the Bertha Center. At, yes, at UCT, and yes. they have an impulse in inclusive innovation. So that's your, mm. I guess, your academic background speaking. Mm. Nella, you did, um, you went to UCT and you did social sciences. So, 
at UWC. Yes. Apologies. No. And so how do you bring your academic background? Because, I mean, I hear the inclusive innovation. Mm-hmm. That's quite a big part. But I also think that's what's quite important as part of it, a lot of it is quite social sciences mm. driven mm. as well. So how do you, you know, your academic back- background, how does that inform how you guys do business? From a very young age, Lezinche has alluded that we come from a very entrepreneurial family. So I always knew that I wanted to become an entrepreneur myself. Mm. So <clears throat> I knew that, okay, fine. How do I, how do I find the link in terms of, you know, the people? And for me, it was like, okay, fine. There were so many, you know, offerings in terms of subject matter at university. But then I thought, okay, fine. Let me do political science as one of my majors. Mm-hmm. And let me do social sciences as well. <clears throat> as also as the, the complete, you know, um, the m- degree. And then there was the reason for that behind that was because I wanted to understand this, the, 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 I'd say the psychology behind, you know, people. Um, I did humanities, um, anthropology and sociology as my electives. So that taught me a lot about different communities, different cultures, different lifestyles in terms of, you know, um, ethnicities and backgrounds. Mm. So for me, I think that a lot contributes into our business because it allows, you know, you get, you get us into the innovative touch, but then you also get me with the social touch and the social, you know, I'm, I'm able to understand people. Mm. I'm able mm. to understand, you know, what the circumstances are from a, from a, from a, um, um, social a social scientific, you know, um, reasoning and background and, and educational perspective. Mm. And then currently I'm at Hanley Business School, International Business School as well, pursue my master's. So that for me now, I wanted to get into the nitty gritties in terms of how do I run an organization with my partner, Zintle, mm. that, you know, will be able to be sustainable in terms of, you know, economically, but also on a social level as well. Okay. So, I mean, you guys sound as though, I mean, your, your entrepreneurship uh, spirit or the thinking started quite young. Once you got into the business, I mean, what were some of the challenges? Because I think very often for young people, they're told that there is an opportunity, mm. uh, particularly for small, medium enterprises, people who want to start their own thing. Yeah. But we don't speak enough, at least I think, about the reality of mm. yeah. starting, mm. running, maintaining, growing mm. a, a business. Yeah. Mm. I think for both my sister and I, our <laughs> philosophy um, is failing forward, right? <laughs> and we've um, started a lot of businesses and we've failed in those businesses. And I think the one thing that we actually realized, we realized in our journey in entrepreneurship is that entrepreneurship seems to be very glamorized and mm. people don't really talk about the challenges that you're mm. talking about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we hear right now today, on a Friday night at <laughs> half past nine, um, doing an interview because we understand that to be able to build a legacy, you need to be consistent. Mm. You need to be persistent and you need to be very, very resilient because I think entrepreneurship is is a calling. It's it's not something that you just wake up and you just get into. You You really need to understand that it goes beyond who you are what it is that you want to achieve especially because we social entrepreneurs it, it it's it's not just about myself or unela it's mm. about the young people that we're thinking about where we're trying to find opportunities and solutions for and i think um my sis and i <laughs> have had countless sleepless nights mm. sometimes i cry and i'm like why are we doing this mm. but at the end of the day having a business partner such as unela and I think maybe as myself <laughs> exactly. as well, is that you start to realize that the importance in partnership is is very critical. And it's it's important to be able to form key stakeholder relationships. And that's what we've learned throughout our journey. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the one key take that I can take out of being an entrepreneur is just really knowing why you're doing it. 
understand the why. Mm-hmm. When you understand the why and you understand your passion, allow your passion to elevate you to be able to provide solutions for people that maybe don't even realize that they can be entrepreneurs. Mm. So understand the why. Yes. Okay. Definitely. All right. Um, so uh, then what is your, your individual whys? Why? Why, <laughs> why are we doing this? I guess, I guess I figured out why you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. But as individuals, mm. because I also, you, I mean, you plug in in different ways. Of so course. you're the social scientist, yes. uh, also the business side of things. You're the inclusive innovation, also mm. uh, the business. So are your whys different, your individual whys? I think we've got a natural synergies in Clear and I. Um, for me, why I do it is because, you know, I look at this of where our country comes from. You know, we come from, you know, adversity and challenges. Mm. And I look at the youth and I think how brilliant they are. And, you know, um, how can they change the face of the continent in terms of innovation, in terms of how, you know, how vibrant they are. Mm. And I think that, you know, there's so many solutions, but we need to, you know, be there to expose them to these solutions and be them to, to expose them to these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think for me that, you know, and I speak for Zinka as well, we, it's never been about us. I think we get the fulfillment by seeing other people being happy by what we can value, we can bring into their lives. Mm-hmm. So for us, we've always been clear and very broad. Okay, fine. This is the kind of life that we want to live. But ultimately, it's about le- legacy, you know, leaving a legacy behind. It's, it's by ensuring that, you know, as much as we can, you know, build our company into a reputable organization, but what impact that we put back into our people and you know and one day when you're old and 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 grown you want to know okay fine i've changed at least a life Mm -hmm. and that for me is the why for doing it you get kids you know just a little bit of advice and then their life is just channeled a different direction because they needed that information information yeah so that's what we want to do and in a very like very 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 layman way we don't and i don't like to complicate how we speak or how we relate to people it's just a straight conversation but okay this is how we do it you know, we don't like to sound too, you know, too complicated, too smart. We just want to be relatable. Mm-hmm. You understand? So that's why we're doing it to change the face of African youth and the African circumstances into, you know, redeeming the African glory or the African diaspora. Mm. Okay, so joined in studio by two sisters, the co-founders of Yabasha Energy, Zintla Khazia Kata, as well as Nela Kata. And they are South Africans doing great things for this week. If you have any questions about their business, about the green economy space, you can give us a shout on 021-446-0567. You can also call us on 011-8830702 to send us your voice notes on the 702 WhatsApp number. That's on 072-702-1702. Night Talk. Call Gugs Mushlungu on 011-883-0702. It's 13 minutes before 10 o'clock. You are still on Night Talk on Cape Talk and 702 with me, Gugs Mushlungu, as well as Sisters Zindle and Nella, who are South Africans doing great things for this week. And we're speaking about the green economy and the immense opportunity it offers young people in, uh, in I guess, the country, but also the continent. Yeah. I was looking at an interesting article by the World Economic Forum, and they were speaking about... Solar energy will surpass nuclear by the end of the year. And they were looking at the numbers as well of investment. So uh, South Africa has made the biggest investment Mm -hmm. with $4.5 billion. But other parts of the world, like our BRICS partners, Brazil, $7.1 China investing $103 
billion dollars into uh, renewable energy. Mm. India putting in 10.2, Japan's putting in 3.6 billion dollars, the states putting in 44 billion. So quite a bit of money mm. being put mm. into the renewable sector. Yes. And and is this because we're finally understanding that the future is green. renewables? The future mm. is green. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. And, and in terms of our investment, is it enough? We could obviously do better. Mm. Um, we can see the effects of climate change, mm. even recently, most recently in the news. Um, we've got until we were at Standard Bank um, yesterday. yesterday, yes, um, at the in Rose Bank. Mm-hmm. And we're discussing, it was the hackathon, international hackathon. We're discussing the, the effects of climate change. And if we don't come as a, as a continent and as a, as a, as a you know, um, as a, as a, as the world, um, if we don't come together and and assist, then we're going to be in trouble. You know, Earth is going to be in trouble in mm. terms of natural yeah. disasters. So I think, you know, our leaders are certainly starting to see the, the global impact of climate change. Mm-hmm. And harnessing energy from the sun is free. Yeah. And um, certainly, you know, we're starting to see the value in that because cold in itself, you know, has got also its negative um, contributions in terms of the, of the pollution mm-hmm. perspective. The cost. The cost involved as well. So I think people are starting to awaken to the reality that, you know what, let's go clean. Let's let's try save the planet, and that's the call that people are going for. And I think just to add on to what Unela is saying, I mean, if you just look at uh, Africa as a continent, right? So um, close to about eighty percent of the population does not have access to power, mm-hmm. and um, about seventy percent of the youth and on the continent are unemployed. Mm. So this means that clean tech. Um, not just solar energy, if you look at wind energy, if you look at waste to energy, if mm-hmm. you look at recyclable materials, there are lots of opportunities which are available which can be of economic value mm-hmm. and also just to provide solutions for the continent, for the people on this continent. Um, I think above and beyond that, um, we really, really need to strive for sustainability. So part of sustainable development is that you're not only looking at solutions for now, but solutions that are going to benefit future generations. Mm -hmm. And when you look at climate change, um, part of the Paris Agreement, which was signed two years ago in Paris, is that they're looking at um, making sure that by the year 2050, I think, sea levels have to be at around about zero percent in order to reach that target we all have to work together as nations Mm. and i think for me when i look at the african continent innovation is key sustainability is 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 very important to ensure that we get to the next level of development on this continent and part of that which is why for us i think it's so important that we have this youth development drive which is very essential is to ensure that we are not only empowering our governments but our people of course in a moment i want to touch about the youth cadet program but before that we've got uh Debojo in midrand Debojo, good evening Hey, yeah, good. How are you? Very well, thank you, Debucho. Uh, see, what uh, two years powerful uh, young woman in the situation. Two questions for, uh, for me, Books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for now, as a youth, we've, and as a people in jail, you know, we've always been taught that, you know, after varsity, you go work for someone, you know, uh, which is so, it's easier, you know, you can build yourself much quicker, you know. Just one, why going to business, you know, knowing that it's so risky? Why go into that business? And uh, two, you know, for for me as a normal township guy, climate change is—I don't even know what climate change is. You know, mm. like 
Mm. I don't know how to rally behind it, you know, because I know nothing about it, you know. Mm. So mm. How, how do you educate the normal guy about climate change so he can rally behind it, you know? Because I feel like it's, it's, it's too... It's, it's for people that are in the industry that are speaking about it, but the message needs to know about it. How do you simplify it to a normal guy what climate change is and what's going on with the climate, you know? And how do we make sure that we play a part as ordinary citizens to mm. this, mm. you know, the climate, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for that call. That's Debucho in Midrand. Um, Debucho, I'm going to take, you know, your second question about climate change. For an ordinary citizen, especially, you know, in the township communities, how do you know what climate change is? Um, Yabasha is um, working on a climate change program, which means that, you know, how do we, we want to build green townships and it's never been done in the country before. So we've partnered up with Innovation Hub. Um, you know, and they've got Igasi labs in communities around Gauteng and all, most townships. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to be doing there is going to be having, you know, talks. We're going to be having, you know, people that are from the industries that, you know, will be able to, you know, impart them with wisdom and information. And also what we, we're going to be doing a drive to create employment within the townships. Now, when we speak about climate change, it talks about reducing, you know, um, you know, emission. carbon emission and, and, and et cetera. So what we want to do firstly is just go to the most basic things such as lighting. So we're going to have, you know, a hundred youth that we're going to be collecting from, you know, each township where we're going to be creating employment where we're going to retrofit all the lights into LED in township communities. Mm-hmm. That alone, imagine one light bulb is six wa- 60 watts and, a, you know, a typical LED light is, what, five, five watts? Five. Mm-hmm. So imagine now, even your times, that's like four bedrooms or three bedrooms. That's already a savings. Now imagine if the whole community is doing it mm. that already alone puts a lot of you know impact in terms of you know what is happening mm. in terms of curbing climate change we're looking at pull, putting you know recyclable you know burns in, in township communities as well whereby you know when there's a tavern for example and people are drinking so instead of just throwing the bottles in the, in the floor on the, or, or on the roads then put, put them, them in, in the, the burns recyclable that's recyclable they can make money so we are there to bring about the solutions and simplify them. So that is what we want to do as Yabasha. We're going to be going into township communities because often you'll find that, you know, um, the majority, which is the black people, you know, and, and the township communities are left out of the conversation. Mm. And we want to include them in this conversation. Yeah. And we want them to be part of this conversation because we believe that a lot of impact can be done through that. Yeah, I think I, I can't agree with you any further. And I think just to answer Debucho's first question with regards to business, I think one of the reasons why our youth cadet program is twofold. We look at energy efficiency and mm-hmm. we look at new venture creation. New venture creation looks at entrepreneurship and starting your own micro business. What we realized is that a lot of young people are unemployed. I mean, for instance, I, I just mm-hmm. want to give you a bit of um, background, what we've been doing um, throughout the year. So we're working with one of our clients, um, Voltex, which is part of the Bidvest group, mm-hmm. where we basically are getting young people to partake in our program and we're placing them in different learnerships across the country. Youth unemployment is a big thing. And I think it's very important for us to be able to have those key public and private partner stakeholder relationships and partnerships mm-hmm. so that we actually come with solutions that actually speak to what is going on in the country. Above and beyond that, you know, getting a job is not easy. Mm. You know, I mean, mm. I remember when I was, you know, just graduated and, um, you know, going through the whole journey of finding a job is very, very stressful. Mm. So what we're saying is you don't have to have a job. Gone are those days where you have to work on a nine to five for somebody else. 
why don't you just get up and start your own business and that is what we're here for the main reason why we're participating in the green economy space is because it's still very much excluded very very few black people still play in the space let alone the youth mm-hmm. so our drive is to make sure that young people are not only participating as job seekers within this space but are starting their own businesses to understand what this economy is about and participate in it because it's the future economy of this continent mm. before we wrap up the cadet program so someone we've had some questions about how do you get involved what does it entail what do i need to to join the program any prior knowledge do i need matric how do i join it so um <laughs> um because we're very uh inclusive uh, we're basically looking for any students who have um, from grade 10 up until matric um, who are looking into opportunities within this space. We bring them in. We obviously have a very rigorous process of how we um, basically review the kind of participants that we get onto our program. Mm-hmm. But we're looking for unemployed men and women who are looking for opportunities within the green economy space. Once we've gone through the rigorous process of reviewing our participants, we then call them in for interviews. After the interview, then we bring them on in in our program, which is um, from six to 12 months where they get training and development with, uh, for opportunities in the green economy space. And that information's on the Yabasha website? Yes, yes, you can have a look at www.yabasha.co.za or you can feel free to contact us on 0861 um, Yes. Thank you very much. That's uh, Zintle and Nella, You're the uh, founders Thank of Yabasha so Energy Solutions. <laughs>